You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and I hope wherever you are in the world and whatever you're doing, you're doing pretty bloody well. The bloke you're about to hear from, his name is Howard Jones. He used to front Killswitch Engage. Now he's the man at the centre of Light the Torch. The reason for the conversation was to promote the new album from Light the Torch called Revival. So let's get to it. Here he is, Mr. Howard Jones. I received a, I received a bio, okay, and there's a quote, and this is from yourself. You say, everyone's got a path. There will always be strange and unexpected twists and turns. More important than struggle, more important than the struggle, I should say, is how you handle it and come out of it. So on that note, tell us about the new album Revival, Revival um, from the collective's newly named band, Light the Torch. It's a more not even like new. It's not even newly named. It's more just it's a new band now. Saying uh, right. we kind of had to dump everything. So you know, uh, we just knew we were going to work together, and so this album uh, just kind of came from a lot of time sitting on our hands. You know, we we were just stuck. You know, we put out two albums, as devil you know, hmm. 2014, 2015, and here we are, 2018, finally releasing something again. And so there was a lot of frustration and a lot of, uh, a lot of emotions <laughs> into, uh, into this album, you know, just, um, yeah, just a lot happened, you know, and hmm. life happens and, and we, we just put it all in there. So what do you hope the album does for the band? Is it Metallica-style world domination, or are you really just after respectable numbers of physical copy and a few hundred appreciative punters attending each gig and purchasing merch? That's the assumption that I'm after anything. I'm not. I just wanted to make a good album. That's that. I don't really know what's going to happen tomorrow because my life is that strange, so... I don't put expectations on stuff. Fair enough. All right. So you you have been doing this a long time now. What drew you to performing and writing great heavy metal? You know, the metal that you were so strongly associated through your career in your tenure in Killswitch Engage and, you know, we've talked about Devil You Know a little bit and, of course, now the new band, Light the Torch. Um... I, I, I think I, I think I'm just kind of obsessive about stuff I I like, and I don't know, uh, not like anybody else in my family was really into heavy music like this, and I don't know, it just stuck in me. And even when I tried to walk away from it, yeah, I came back. So I don't know, it's just in me. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. What sort of what what were the bands that inspired you to start playing this sort of music? Is it the you know, the traditional pathway that so many of us took through Metallica and Iron Maiden, or was it some something a little bit uh, more left of center? I honestly remember uh, hearing on the radio because yeah, I, I was poor and grew up. Uh, my family, you know, if there was albums around, it was like R and B or something like that you know um, I just remember hearing stuff on the radio I mean I remember the first time I heard the Beagles on the radio and I remember hearing uh, I remember hearing ACDC and Kiss 
and that's when I discovered guitars. And I thought, oh, that sounds pretty cool. And so I just started seeking it out. And I think that just kind of started it for me. And then it just, my taste just went progressively heavier. And yeah, then you, know, you discover metal, you, know, you discover death metal. And I dipped into hardcore and I dipped into all this other stuff. Yeah, that's, damn, I think my journey started pretty young. Yeah, okay, yeah. And I, I, I've listened to you a fair bit on the Jamie Jaster show, so can you tell us about your friendship with Jamie? Because I think you've been on there about four or five times now, on four or five episodes. Um, it's probably more than that right now. I'm not actually sure there's some archive. <laughs> um, I, I, well, I think I was at the first Hebrew show. I, I've just known the guy forever and played with him with all my bands. Just and we've just gotten along. And then uh, when I appeared on this podcast, we just kind of rekindled because I kind of went off the grid. So uh, I don't know. After that, we just started chatting, and he's. I think we both have this kind of bizarre work ethic. Mm. And I think that kind of like clicks with. We have a lot of similar interests, but we're also like dudes who don't really stop. So, yeah, I, I don't know. He's a good dude. <laughs> and he's, mm. uh, it's just fun working with What about Australia? Because the last time I would have seen you was 2004, actually, when you were touring with Anthrax and Soilwork. So, what are your recollections of that? Oh, tour there? Yeah. Remember them? Yeah, it was a good show. Bloody good show, actually, from the three. Um, yeah, which show was that? Uh, Brisbane. Uh, they were, uh, yeah, well, I was looking over some old set lists, Brisbane. actually. Yeah, Brisbane, yeah. At the uh, arena, I think it was. I'm trying to... I'm trying to remember details. Offhand, I don't remember. I do remember. remember the tour quite well. But, um, well, I remember it. Quite well. Yeah, <laughs> my memory's not that good. <laughs> Let's not lie. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we are definitely planning on touring. We're actually all that stuff's starting to get worked out now. Hmm. Uh, if we did this interview in a couple of weeks, I'd probably have more info for you. I tell you, just going to plant the seed here now, but I'd love to see yourself and Chris Broderick's band Act of Defiance tour Australia together. I think that'd be a tremendous duo or tandem of acts playing. Um, if that could ever be arranged, that'd be quite a shred fest, that one. So out of my hands, I didn't even know they were going. I don't know when they're going. I don't know when we're going. I have no idea about anything. I'm so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned you, you, I'm not kidding you it's like me trying to figure out my schedule and then my management trying to trying to work out stuff with me oh it's madness madness yeah gotcha you mentioned earlier uh, in the discussion that your life's a bit strange can you expand on that a little bit more uh, what do you mean Oh, you know, when we're having, I can't even remember the context that you used it in, but you said, oh, my life's pretty strange. So I thought, hang on a sec, it's a pretty interesting comment to make. Can you expand on it and explain how it's, how it's strange? Oh, how it's strange? Uh, probably because I just don't, 
Well, I don't sleep much, and I, I generally average about three to four hours of sleep, and I, I'm just constantly working. I, 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 I'm, I'm a little CD when it comes to stuff like that. So, um, you know, with the band, I'm doing that, but I'm also writing with uh, Peter from Solar Work. You know, we're doing an album, but we also help other bands with... Uh, you know, with demos and writing and arrangement, and we're also working with a record label with some of their bands with writing and arrangement. And I, I've got a bunch of other stuff in the fire. It's just because if I sit still, um, yeah, I'm going to die like a shark. At least the ones that can't sit still, okay, because there are some that can't. Yeah. Okay, now I'm talking about sharks. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> So well, it's a good segue. So. Yeah, actually, we were just. Uh, in, I mean, I'm, I'm in Brisbane. I'm not in Sydney, but um, yeah, some woman was swimming in a great white shark. Was uh, took ah. a nibble on a leg yesterday or the day before, I think, in Botany Bay, which is basically a, not. A, I mean, it's very close to suburbia. Put it that way. So don't go swimming in the ocean, open water at dusk in Australia. Yeah. That's for sure. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, of course not. I mean, uh, I've spent plenty of time there. I've gone fishing there quite a bit. Uh, Went there a week before, uh, I think it was a sound wave, or it was some tour I was doing in Australia. Went there a week before and chartered boats and went fishing. But, um, yeah, I'm not surprised that uh, the activity of sharks is getting a little more crazy, which means that when I come out there, I'm going fishing again. Of course you do. Yeah, of course you do. Well, you've got to try, you try and catch one. We call it flake. <laughs> flake, I think, when you catch it, so when yeah. you eat it. So, yeah. I, I would absolutely love that. I would love that, and then absolutely return it back to the water. But oh, I would love that. I, I was supposed to go swimming with sharks, but didn't get to work it out. That South Australia was mm-hmm. hey, we're coming. So uh, hey, if anybody wants to make that happen, we're coming. Yeah, well, I mean, look, if anybody listens to this and can help you out, I mean, surely the promoter should be able to help you out with that one there, because if you're playing Adelaide, I think that's where the um, yeah. with the Sharks actually occurs, if you're playing Adelaide, it'd have to be on the bucket list. Sweet. Yeah, bring it on. Fishing, we'll swim with the Sharks, all good. I'm down for that. Hey, final question for you then. I've uh, had a chat uh, only recently to Al Jorgensen from Ministry, of course you'd be aware of who he is, and He's very socially active, and when I say he's got a very he's got a very active political conscience, put it that way. So only because it's fresh in my mind, and I've only recently had the discussion. What's your take on the USA in two thousand and eighteen under Trump? I'm the least political person that you will ever speak to. Yeah, I got no answer for you. Yeah, I that yeah, I mean, honestly. I I write I write sad stuff. Nobody wants to hear my political views. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a pretty it's a it's a pretty astute stance to take, I think, in two thousand and eighteen, so good on you. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. Well that's you know, it's just flat out the truth. I mean, I'm a singer. I I mean there are people who have their place and have a political voice. I am not that person. Yes, yeah. Well, yeah, Al definitely never, is the guy. I've never is. really attacked political writing. Yeah, it's just not me. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a place for that. There's no doubt about that. So you've got to stand within your own truth on these matters, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, as, as much as I enjoy it, 
there will be no Jones against the machine. <laughs> I can't think like that. <laughs> Plus, I barely watch. I barely watch any news or read stuff like that. I'm just so ill-informed. <sighs> you spend you spend a lot of your time outdoors, don't you? I read that you got a place in Canada. I'm all over the place, and yeah, I I just I like being outside, and it's uh, it's kind of um, it kind of recharges, at least for me, it just does. So I'm wherever I am, I'm out, and that's kind of the nice thing with the band is that we tour, we have days off, we go camping, we go fishing, you know, we go hiking. That's just, mm. and, and when we're not on tour. We go camping, we go fishing, we go hunting. <laughs> it's just all the stuff we went through. We became we became friends who happened to work together. It it, it got that crazy for us. So now, hmm. yeah, it's like we enjoy it. Like we can't wait to get time to hang out. Wonderful. Yeah, it, it really is a lot of fun for us. Yeah, a bit of a brotherhood going on there because what you hear with a lot of bands, isn't it? Like the Motley Crue thing where they've all got separate buddy buses and they're not talking to each other even when they get on stage. Yeah, we've we've actually had full-on conversations on stage and we're like, oh, sorry, we like, we kind of <laughs> forgot where we were. It was like, oh, yeah. there are actually people looking at this right now. Um, but yeah, we... But the last tour we did, we didn't stay in hotels. We just camped, and it was so much fun. And that's and that's just what what we like, you know. And uh, it, it keeps us, and it just kind of keeps us bonded and chill, you know. I can appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Actually, you must be the first band that I've spoken to in God knows how many interviews I've done where the musicians have gone camping rather than staying in the uh, tour bus or in a hotel room. I think that's that actually might be a credible way forward for a lot of bands that are trying to save money. I know you're doing it because you love the outdoors there, but some bands who might be more of D- DIY, so to speak, that's another avenue they probably haven't thought about. Well, it's definitely uh, something doable. Um, you know, we... I don't know. I mean, I've always been kind of different. These guys are too. So it just worked out. Yes, sweet. Okay. All right. Look, I'll let you go. I want to congratulate you on a on a wonderful career. Thanks so much for the conversation, and hopefully we can catch up. And if you drink or if you don't drink, let's just shake your hand and have a beer or have a soda water with you when you come to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> much appreciated. Let's do it. No worries, mate. All right, thank you very much for the conversation. Appreciate it. You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and that was my conversation with the bloke at the centre of Light the Torch, formerly of Killswitch Engage, Mr Howard Jones. Thank you so much for listening.